Beth's, Beth Wee in the studio in the Coin India kitchen, sitting here with my friend Pastor Richard Demsick. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. I got a heavy one for you today. Oh, I love it. You know, in 12 step and in recovery circles, we often talk about setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense when you have dysfunction in your family or, or, or low self esteem. You're setting boundaries so that people don't hurt you. But I want to talk with you today, Richard, about setting spiritual boundaries. Because each one of our nature needs protection. And that's all a boundary is meant to do. I've got to tell you, Beth, this has been the area in my life that I think I had the weakest understanding of when I was younger. Mm -hmm. and, and came at quite a detriment to my life and my spiritual walk. Because I did not understand spiritual boundaries at all. And I put myself in a position where I could be harmed. Right. And that's what happens if you don't have appropriate boundaries you get harmed. Right. And you know, uh, when you think about a boundary, a physical boundary, think a fence around your mm -hmm. yard. You know, some people don't have a fence. They have a beware of dog sign. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes on the property, you hear this monstrous, rah, rah. yeah. And, and you know, that can be the higher power. That can mm -hmm. be your higher power. You don't have to have a fence around your spiritual boundaries mm -hmm. to be safe. You have to have a strong higher power and you have to have an understanding of what you're looking for in your spirit life. Does that make sense? Well, and there are some people that will, some people struggle with addiction, some people struggle with codependency, and some people struggle with both. And, and the people that struggle with codependency can understand that intimacy is actually easier when you know where you stand, you know where that boundary line. yard line is, and you know where they are. My feet stop here, your feet start here, mm. but I will allow you to into me see. Yep. And it, so that was one of the things too for me to understand how intimacy was easier with autonomy. When I understood who I was, autonomy, by the way, means self-driven, mm -hmm. you know, like an automatic car mm -hmm. that you just put it in a gear and it goes, right? When you know who you are, and then you can way better connect with another person, especially if that person then knows who they are. Then you're two people connecting rather than you're this muddled mess where you don't know where you are, you don't know where they end. So many people go, I don't even know who I am anymore because they went through a breakup. Well, I, I think of the, uh, the, the theme of the codependent movie is Titanic. You complete me. Mm, that yeah. is an unfortunate line that should only ever be said to a higher power. Yeah. Not to another human being. For sure. Yeah. And that was one of the things I said, you know, before you, when you told me the subject, I was like, this is great because one of the things that I don't think we teach on in the church very well is that great commandment that Jesus gave. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, which goes to just what you're saying is that mm -hmm. God can complete us. We can give people, we can give God everything of us. Mm -hmm. I've had people go, oh, maybe I can never be in a relationship because I'm just too much for everyone. That's like what they do is they're pouring out everything that they are onto one other person and then wondering why they can't handle it. Uh -huh. No one can handle that. No. 
but we can pour that all out to God. And then that second commandment, to love your neighbor as yourself. That's one command to love and two boundaries. Your Beautiful. neighbor and as yourself. Those are right. two limits that right. God puts on those great commandments. That's wonderful. You know, when I when I think about a boundary and, and a spiritual boundary, it, it has something to do with having a working definition of mm-hmm. your belief about God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many of us will say, well, I grew up fill in the blank. I fill up, I grew up Baptist. I, I grew up Roman Catholic. I grew mm-hmm. up with no religion in my house. I grew up, however you grew up, well, that's how you grew up. Yeah. That's not a definition about your belief about God. Now, you might be able to say and be accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I think about God. Sure. That is an actual boundary. <laughs> you have just, you've just said, I am at the beginning. Just like if you were in a fenced yard, you're standing at one side of the fence, and you're going to cross that yard to the other side and know what you believe at the other end, but you're going to take it one day at a time. You're going to take it as your relationship with the higher power is revealed. Well, let's see if I can articulate this well. I know that Catholics worship God if they're good Catholics, right? Mm-hmm. But for many Catholics, they don't worship God. They worship the Catholic Church. And I always found it ironic because it's like that's not even proper Catholicism. But if you are not properly defining who God is for you, then the church can become your God. And that is so limited because the church is fallible. Right? And even. It's made by man and therefore fallible. You need a higher power that doesn't make mistakes. (laughs) Even the Pope would agree with what I just said. Like, even the Pope would be like, yeah, we're not your God. God is your God, right? But people that don't necessarily haven't gone through that process of defining who God is for them can just be like, oh, yeah, whatever the Catholic Church says. I can take another religion, Mm -hmm. almost any other, and and there are people in in church families who believe the rules of the church. And it is the works that they serve not the God. Yeah. And it's funny because when um, when I thought I had to work to be good enough for God, mm-hmm. I was never going to make it. Mm-hmm. But when I realized God came to me and said, just hang out with me. I'll change you as you need to. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I became kind of good. I don't mm-hmm. know how it happened. You it, became it was great. In my <laughs> you know, but yeah. you know, it was it, it, one of the things we have in, in one of our God Speaks books, the little group of drunk speaks, mm-hmm. is you don't have to be holy to hang out with God. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with God makes you holy. Yeah. And, and whatever your de- definition of holy is. But here we're talking to you today about your spiritual boundaries. You can have an open mind and not condemn other people's beliefs if you know what your beliefs are. You can have an open mind and be sure of your personal call to love no matter who the other person is, even if they're evil. You can love them only if you know what your spiritual boundary is. Without a boundary, um, it's unsafe. I don't know if I've ever thought about that before, that maybe one of the reasons why I've always felt comfortable talking to people of different backgrounds and different faiths and religions 
is because I've always known exactly what I believe in terms of God. So it was interesting. It was fascinating to hear what other people were thinking and feeling. And, and I could learn from that without it ever inflicting on my own belief because my belief was secure. as like I know where I stood in that way. You know, I have an older brother, Tom, Tommy Walsh, okay, Tom. And I know Tom. Now, mm -hmm. he's in Chicago right now. He's not here in mm -hmm. Vero Beach, Florida, where we're, we're putting this podcast out. But I can talk to other people about their brothers. Mm -hmm. I can hear the stories of their brothers. I can laugh at the stories. I can even mm -hmm. tell some, some jokes about the stories. But that doesn't negate my belief that I have a brother, Tommy. Mm -hmm. not, yeah, that's you not get what brother. I mean? It sounds yeah, ridiculous saying, yeah. like that, but that's what it's like with God. I know who my God is. Yeah. I don't have to fight with you about him. No, you can't have a brother. I have a brother. It, it, I have a brother, and yours isn't it. It is yeah. interesting, because, of course, Christians believe that there is one true God. Mm -hmm. What's fascinating is we... So do people that worship the universe. So do people in New Age religion. They believe in one, one, oneness, one holiness. Yeah, well, and what I was going to say was that if you actually look in most of the scripture, they talk about, like, our God is above all gods or our God is the God that we serve. You ask for our, we'll serve our God. You know, they weren't trying to negate everybody else's God throughout scripture. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like my brother Tom. I yeah, can, yeah, it might be saying it's the only hey, Tom. It's the only brother I can. I can, well, I actually have six brothers, but I just picked his name. But I mean, I know what a brother is because I have one. Yeah, you might. But think, let me hear about yours. Yeah, you might think that your brother is the best brother, and every other brother is is so pathetic <laughs> compared to your brother that they can't even really qualify as a brother. And that might that's fine. I mean, that's it's not it, really fine. That's a closed mind. Well, it's and, it's, and, it's a little arrogant in that context. In recovery, in yeah. recovery, our, our our steps teaches step two teaches us we need to open our minds. Mm. You don't have to agree with everything you yeah. hear, but just be open. Take what you want and leave the rest. That's yeah. what we say. I think it's where there's been a weird melding of scientific and spiritual perspectives because yeah. mm -hmm. they're like, well, if there's one God, there's only one God. It's like, well. You know, in AA, they know that your toaster can be your higher power. And it's not an effective one in my mind, but that's just my opinion, right? But it's anything that you serve is a God. It right. is your God. And that's true in all cases. Yeah. Alcohol could be your God. <laughs> is for most people. For most people that come into everything, a 12-step room for alcoholism, yes. Yeah, everything bows down to that altar. You know, they, put their, they put the things they love most at risk mm. for for alcohol. So that is service mm. to alcohol. So yeah, in that sense, it is. It's a false god. Um, but what I want to talk about here is there's a lot of people listening to us that, you know, they just, they aren't Christians. They don't, yeah. they aren't anything. They're not, they don't identify with a religious They're side. Nice. They, they, they can maybe find, I feel God in nature or mm. I feel God in whatever. Sure. And, but see, I want to say this about boundaries because boundaries are developed. Mm -hmm. They're not just inherent. You don't you don't pop out of your mom's womb with boundaries in place. <laughs> yeah. You have to develop sure. boundaries, okay? So, I want to talk about the fact that not to decide is a decision. Mm -hmm. Not to decide 
what you think about your spiritual boundaries is a decision not to have spiritual boundaries. And therefore, you're at risk of not growing spiritually Mm. because you have no nothing to aim for no mm. direction no like in, in the little analogy i used of a fence i'm starting at one side of the fence and i'm start. i'm going to walk across the whole you know all the acreage to get to the other side of the fence mm-hmm. um and as i walk across that acreage i'm going to grow if this is a spiritual walk mm. then i'm going to grow spiritually but if there is no fence i'm just going to wander aimlessly and I may, I may grow spiritually, but I may not. I mm. may get into trouble. I may be injured. I may be harmed. Rene Descartes wrote in his book, Methods, this really amazing analogy about rebuilding a house. And he was talking about building his beliefs to be logical from the ground up. So he tore down all his ideas, all his beliefs, and then he, he rebuilt them. But the thing that I thought was the most brilliant was he said, you have to start with some kind of shelter that you can live in temporarily while you're rebuilding the house. And so he talked about what his fundamental spiritual assumptions are, right? His fundamental logical beliefs and the foundation of things. At the very least, if you can start there with your spiritual boundaries, then you can build from there. But you're right. If you don't have those to build from, you've got no bricks. You can't lay anything to any kind of place of accomplishment. And, and frankly, you can't and, live like that. And how can you measure growth? Yeah. How can you quantify if it's working? There's no there's no way to quantify if this is effective. You said like a toaster is your higher power. If that's effective, mm-hmm. then go for it. Yeah. But what happens if the electricity is knocked out by a hurricane? Your higher power just lost power. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? for sure. For however long that will be. Um, it might have gotten burned out. It might have burned the transistor unit in the toaster during mm-hmm. the surge. Yeah. And now the, now your higher power is literally ineffective. Mm-hmm. How do you pick up your pieces and move on? So that's, that's I, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to say about spiritual boundaries. But I think that setting spiritual boundaries is key to recovering people because only then can thinking and behavior change to support wholeness and health. Mm-hmm. You know, so so let's just quickly let's talk mm-hmm. quickly about how to set up some spiritual boundaries so that you can have a right relationship with a higher power. I just gotta say, if you practice religion, I'm all for it. I mean, you pastor a church, mm-hmm. people practice religion with you. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But I know Richard. Richard has relationship with the higher power. That's what matters. And I, that's where the that's why people come to hear you preach, for example. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's not just it, it, it's not just words. It's relationship. Religion is man-made. Mm-hmm. Um, but relationship comes directly from the source mm-hmm. to the created. I love working out. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's one of my favorite things. You know the the best way to work out? How? A way that motivates you. <laughs> whatever, whatever whatever works for you. Whatever motivates you. And so it's, it's almost like whatever way you enjoy, but it's like it's more than that. Because it's like if you're results-oriented, you want to get those results, it's going to motivate you to get those results. Some of it might not be fun. Some of it might be challenging. right? But everybody has different things that they are 
life-giving to them. Right. Right? And I think it's the same with our spiritual development. If, if we look and pay attention, we can learn so much about who we are spiritually by paying attention to what is working for us in setting these spiritual boundaries and then looking at it objectively. Where am I now? Journal it. See where you were 30 days ago and then where you are now in your spiritual fruit. What do you want to accomplish? Set a vision. There's these principles that we can all apply to even our spiritual development, our spiritual walk. Yeah. You know, in 12-step, it often starts real simply. Mm-hmm. Um, so honest communication with a higher power. I don't know if I believe in you. Yeah. That's honest. The higher power will delight in hearing you talk. Absolutely. And, you know, for many people um, that I have seen have life transformations, whether from drug, alcohol, gambling, overeating, spending, all different, all different isms. And what I hear them say is it started when I said, please in the morning and thank you at night. They made it through one day without practicing their compulsive behavior. They said, please help me stay away from it in the morning. Thank you for helping me stay away from it for a whole day. And that's how their spiritual boundary started. But you get that it's a start. Mm-hmm. You're building a fence. You're building the boundary. Sure. You're saying, all right, I'm going to open my mind to the possibility that there is a higher power and I am going to ask for help. And those boundaries might change over time, but hopefully you're the one to change them. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who was an atheist. And we were talking to her about how she could spiritually develop. And finally, we were just like, hey, why don't you just talk to the nothingness, right? You think there's nothing there, talk to it. And so she did. She started talking to the nothingness. Now, what ended up happening is when the nothingness talked back, she changed her perspective. (laughs) She was like, okay, maybe there's a God because she started getting answers. And and God started speaking to her. And then she 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 changed her boundaries. I believe the higher power is just waiting for a chance to interact with you. I think think the higher power is crazy about us and Mm. is just is waiting. Um, and and it's a funny thing that you said that because, um, I have a friend who's an atheist Mm -hmm. and, and she, she talks to me a lot. She goes, you are really hardcore into this God thing. (laughs) And, um, I said, well, uh, do you, what do you believe in? Do you stand in front of the ocean? Do you, is there anything that you see as greater than you? Mm -hmm. And, um, she said, no, she said, no, Mm -hmm. I really don't think so. And I said, okay. And this one day. I was talking with her and some other friends mm. and she made a comment and I went up to her and I said, I know what your higher power is. And she said, I don't have one. And I said, but you speak about life as if it is more than you can comprehend. Mm. And she said, oh my gosh, I have a higher power. It's <laughs> life. And I said, start talking to life. Yeah. Start talking to life. Sure. And it's, she started laughing and she goes, I'm moving away from here so I don't have to talk to you about this. But And, and she did. <laughs> she actually did. <laughs> That's but, funny. But I can't wait to hear. I know she'll be back to visit and yeah. I want to hear. Is life talking back? Yeah. <laughs> wonderful story, Richard. So, so honest communication with the higher power don't let other people that would limit you keep you away from mm-hmm. seeking this. This is your privilege. This is your duty if you're trying to 
uh, eliminated compulsive behavior in your life. You must find a higher power that is effective. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to help you with that. And then I would say stating your boundary aloud mm -hmm. is really helpful. I am seeking a higher power and I am open to his will in my life. Um, and as your relationship changes, change that that boundary that you're speaking aloud. What do you think of that? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And then commit and persevere. Mm -hmm. Just keep at it. And like any other relationship, it takes time to develop a deep relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Don't let anyone else set your boundary. I say that as a pastor. When it comes to your spiritual development, don't let your pastor preach in a way that it speaks all the authority to you. If Jesus is your higher power, that has to be your only authority. If it's God, if it's the universe, whatever. But don't let it be anyone who's just trying to tell you what to do. Because God is not controlling us. Yeah. He loves us. And if you see somebody who has a higher power and their life is working, ask them about their higher power and use their higher power. Oh, I've good. had many people that have gotten clean, sober, uh, well, saying, Dear Beth's higher power, Please help me stay clean today. Mm. Thanks, Richard. We'll do it again. Sounds good. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.